You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on hour and three of the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Hendersonville, if you want to be specific, coming up in the next hour. We take our first look at Week 15 in the NFL as we inch closer to the postseason. P.J. Glasser, always good for some early bets on pro football. The host of BetQL, Sindeden, will join us at 820 to tell us what's on his card and what is on the mind of the donkster usually not much we will find out his best plays of the night along with our own at 8 45 look at that moron donkster we'll talk to you later on later on not now not now donkster you go away you go away chelsea now it is time for our i would say bi-monthly public service announcement which is when you wrestle with the pigs, you end up in the mud. Because over the past couple days, I have seen terrible things said to one of our favorites, Lucy Burge, here on the network. I have seen terrible things said to my lovely girlfriend, the lovely Catherine, over a video that was posted yesterday. And it's just another reminder, and it's hard, right? When people snap or clap back at you or say something, they take a personal shot for no real reason, right? They just do it because people can be awful. The worst thing you can do, and it's a hard lesson to learn, is just to leave it alone. Leave it alone. This happened to Lucy. And then yesterday, I made one comment to one guy who was being dumb, being an absolute moron. And then I thought, all right, I'm going to leave it alone. And then I wake up this morning, and the lovely Catherine has sent me a screen capture of some of the ugliest things you've ever heard about some guy saying that her ovaries should be cut out. That's how terrible that was. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I thought, well, how did he even find you? And it's because Catherine got mad because someone was coming at me, and she got in the comments. And I said, honey, you just, it is a losing battle. Some people are terrible in this world. And so as hard as it is, no matter who you are, because I think everyone has faced this, it doesn't matter if you're in the media or not. You post something, 
some troll decides, oh, let me say something really mean-spirited here because I'm a loser, I have no life. And the best thing you can do is just to let it go. But it is hard. It's very hard. But the best thing to do, once again, is just to take a deep breath and move forward. And I know you've dealt with this as well. It's crazy how certain days it doesn't bother me at all. And then other days mm -hmm. it does. And I feel the need to like stick up for myself. And a lot yeah. of it is like, if I'm feeling confident in myself, I don't like feel the need to argue with people and like throw out why I deserve this job. But other mm -hmm. days, you know, kind of kicks in. I'm like, well, I need to prove to these people. They need to know who I am. Cause this is the <laughs> right. problem on TikTok. Like people think I'm just like some girl who's, you know, doing this for fun. Like, this is my job. I've been doing it a while. I feel like I at least know what I'm talking about, at least a little bit, uh, in the sports betting space. Are all of my picks going to be right? No, mm -hmm. nobody's are. But at least I feel like I have established enough of a, of a resume to sit here and feel like I know what I'm talking about. But these people on TikTok, like, they don't know who I am. Not that I mm -hmm. am some important person, but it's just they say – Oh, here's this girl, you know, weird, another female selling her looks for pics. And I'm like, I'm wearing a turtleneck. That's when I get really <laughs> mad. I'm like, yeah. at least if I'm wearing like something revealing and you have something to like base this on, but I'm literally wearing a turtleneck. I couldn't show less skin unless I had something over my face. So that's when right. I start to get mad. But in the end, like, what are you gaining from arguing with these people? you are not going to change their mind. That's mm -hmm. every single argument on the internet. Most people are not changing their minds. They are stuck in their yeah. opinion, and no matter how salient of a point you make, they're not changing their opinions, so sure. why would you try? Well, this is a reminder to me as to why I got off Facebook, because I did have a professional page, which I know sounds weird to say, but oddly enough, <laughs> Facebook was where I had my biggest following. And and so I I got so tired of constantly having to engage and the constant, not necessarily harassment, but the nonsense that you deal with. And I thought, now I've got Instagram, I've got TikTok, I've got Twitter, and I've got to shut down one of these. And plus, Facebook is more older-leaning anyway, as we know. And I thought, I just can't do this. And so I shut that down a few years ago and have never gone back. But yesterday was a stark reminder to me because this video did really well, which is great for us, right? I want every video that BetQL posts to do really well. So it blows up. I'm like, oh, this is great. But the caveat to that is my phone's going crazy. And then I thought, whoa, well, this is sort of overwhelming. And so I'm glad it happened. But it was a reminder to, because I'm on my phone the entire time. Yesterday, I spent so much time on my phone, I was kind of embarrassed. I'm like, I don't normally do this. And it was because of all these notifications. And so it, it was a reminder to me, hey, this is good that it's doing well, but it doesn't mean you necessarily have to engage with these bad people. And it was a reminder of why I got off Facebook years ago, because of this very same reason. Well, also, whenever something goes like viral or has a lot of views, you will get mm -hmm. some negative comments and some negative yes. reactions just because when you have that many impressions, like somebody's going to have a negative reaction. Like look at yeah. every viral TikTok or video that you've seen. Like there's always negative comments in there. So it's just kind of part of it. You've got to take the good with the bad. And just remember, like a lot of people saw it and still 
the majority of them probably, you know, agree with you in some regard and probably are thinking, okay, he's making some good points. But those are not the people that are commenting. It's like Yelp reviews. You only comment (laughs) something if you got something negative to say. So there are people out there who saw it and I'm sure thought it was great. I, I appreciate that. I remember a therapist told me one time and she goes, you know, it's very ironic for as sensitive as you are and as hard on yourself as you are, you probably picked the worst profession you could pick. And I was like, she goes, isn't that ironic? I was like, yeah, it really is. But here we are. So let's pick some games in the NFL. It's week 15. It's the first look. Chelsea, you don't give a sip. That's what I'm seeing right now. That's what I'm feeling as you take your little coffee cup there. Oh, look at it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. She doesn't give a sip. So since you don't, I will, after my little pontification there when it comes to social media interaction, the board is yours. Give me a game that you thought, "Mm, okay, I like this bad boy right here. I'll think about it. I think it's a lot of the same games that I'm taking in my teaser. Because usually when I pick teasers, it's games that I already like, and you just get a little extra mm-hmm. wiggle. So let us, let's start off with the Bears and the Browns. Do you think this line's short, like too short, if you were playing it straight up, the Bears getting three? Because here's the other thing. We talked about this. Premium in this one, Browns-Bears uh, total set at 38 and a half. We know the Browns are not necessarily a prolific offense, and mm-hmm. it's looking like Joe Flacco is going to start once again. And he did have some bright spots. You know, last week had a uh, – I'm trying to think of the word. He looked like his old self back when people had elite. good faith. Yes. Is Joe Flacco elite? <laughs> elite. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like the Bears can keep it close. I like what we are seeing from this Bears offense and also the Bears defense that played a great game against the Lions – not sure what to expect from the Lions week mm-hmm. out, uh, week in and week out. But still, uh, it is a Bears team that I think I am ready to believe in. At least keep it within a field goal. Uh, as far as some of these favorites go, I was looking at some of the big favorites. Uh, the biggest favorite of the week, of course, the 49ers. They have looked like the most dominant team in football, but they are 13.5 point road favorites at the Cardinals, the other big favorite of the week, you're seeing the Chiefs nine and a half point road favorites at the Patriots, which I think is an interesting mm. one. Would you be willing to take either of those big favorites? Because I think of the two, you could probably make a case for the 49ers because it's been absolute domination when they win games, even against yeah. the best teams in the NFL. They have beaten them by multiple touchdowns. But what about the Chiefs? I think this is an interesting narrative play. When you see the Chiefs as low as they possibly are, people hating mm-hmm. on Patrick Mahomes, and then the Patriots just won a game. Because by the book, wouldn't you say this is mm-hmm. maybe a buy low spot on the Chiefs? But they're still nine and a half point road favorites That's the here. Thing. That's the thing. Aren't we all going to buy into the idea this is another game where i think the patriots are the right side now god do i want to bet on the patriots but nine and a half points in foxborough with a very good patriots defense can bailey zappy step up and have back-to-back solid performances here maybe the chiefs defense is very good but here's the thing I'm trying to decide what Chiefs team we're going to see this week because I think what we're going to hear is 
the Chiefs are going to be motivated. They have a point to make. They feel like they were shafted last week. They weren't, but they feel like they were. You know how it is. If you're a pro athlete, if you're a team, you look for any motivation you can get. We're going to hear Chiefs against the world. Patrick Mahomes is going to make a statement this week. He is angry, and those Chiefs receivers are going to step up, and they're going to go into Foxborough, and they are going to rip the Patriots. And I just don't know if that's the case. The one thing New England does that they've done all season long, even though they're not a good football team, is play defense. And I'm sort of coming around to the idea that just maybe Kansas City isn't that good. Are they better than most teams in the NFL? Yes. But I'm saying compared to what we've seen in the past where it's, oh, here come the Chiefs again, here come the Chiefs again, maybe this year it's going to be, eh, the Chiefs are around, but they're not the same team. And I think that might be the case. Especially road favorites here. Like, this is just not a spot where I want to back Kansas City. Uh, Let's talk about the Niners for a second. Do you think that's worth laying the points there? 13-and-a-half-point road Mm. favorites at the Cardinals? Because I will say, you know, the Niners have owned the Cardinals in that division. But 13-and-a-half, I think that's a no play for me. Yeah, I almost bet the Dolphins last night. Almost laid it with the Dolphins. And how crazy is it, by the way, that the Dolphins led by 14 would have covered the number with four minutes to play, and you're thinking, oh, dude, I got this just in time. And then they lose outright. I oh, I think I would lean 49ers here, but it's the same reason I didn't officially play Dolphins yesterday is that it's still the NFL, and these are huge numbers. At the same time, mm-hmm. to your point, when you're talking about the history between these two teams – because obviously same division, they play each other all the time. If there's one team, I mean, I think we're both in agreement, everyone's in agreement that the Niners are the best team in the NFL. At least the odds tell you that. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl right now, plus 260, I believe, at that MGM. Then you're talking about the best team in the league going on the road against a Cardinals team that stinks. If there's a team that can cover two touchdowns, it is San Francisco. Yeah, I think you can probably at least make a case for the Niners as big favorites. And Mm -hmm. when the Cowboys are playing at home against really bad teams, that is the case to be made for ever laying a huge number. What about some divisional dogs? We've got the Texans, two and a half, uh, two and a half point road dogs to the Titans. I think a lot of that's because CJ Stroud is injured. And then we have the Jets getting nine and a half on the road at the Dolphins. Any of those worth a look-see well let me turn it around on you chelsea messenger titans backer all of a sudden we're seeing tennessee that spread has gone up a touch in that game against the titans or against the texans i should say titans opened as minus two now they're sitting at minus two and a half it's a home game you're coming off a huge win against the Dolphins it's below the key number of three will Levis looks like he could be maybe the quarterback of the future they have some momentum you on Tennessee I am not because the Texans always play (laughs) the Titans very closely even the year that the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC guess who they lost to the Texans when the Texans were really bad I think that is the bottom line and that's why I brought up this point divisional games just play differently so yeah. i am willing to maybe back the titans when they're getting points 
but maybe not when they're favorites, especially against the Texans. I know it's going to be Davis Mills, but like I said, even when the Texans were at their worst and the Titans were at their best, this is a Texans team that always plays the Titans very closely. So I would lean towards the Titans laying the points, but after all of the, you know, the games between divisional rivals and my Titans, I don't think I'm going to play it. Oh, the key number three? You get Davis Mills instead of C.J. Stroud, who is currently in concussion protocol. I think I might roll with your Titans this week. How about that? Coming up next year on the show, I don't know if it's on his card, but we'll find out what P.J. Glasser is betting on this week in the NFL. That is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by our good friends at BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Double D. say to me all the time why don't you play more jacked up instrumentals on the show and i say oh just you listen nobody says that but we gotta get going it's a tuesday the daily tip from aql presented by mgm she's chelsea i'm jinx oh not long from now we're gonna find out what pj glasser has on his nfl betting card for the rest of the week the host of aql send it in will be along shortly Chelsea, I'm going to throw this out there. I feel like last year, your guy was Debo Samuel. Great guy to love. Great guy to bet on. And you love putting your money down on Debo. He's one of the greatest players in the game, one of the best players in the game because he's so multifaceted. But now, I feel like we've seen a transition based on hearing you talk to PJ during the break, based on our NFL analysis. I feel like now, your guy is the future of the Tennessee Titans, Will Levis. Is this guy going to be? I know it's easy to say after that incredible comeback last night, it's just one game, but he has started a few games now. Is he going to be the future in Nashville for the Titans? I do think we should stick with him because isn't that yeah. the question for most teams? When you have a quarterback mm-hmm. that's young and unproven, is the question is going into the draft next year, do we draft a quarterback? And I think right now the answer for the Titans is no. Stick with Will Levis. We have seen flashes of what could be a very good face of the franchise for the Titans. I especially like his personality, though. And I'm not talking about, like, eating the banana with the peel on and the mayonnaise (laughs) in the coffee. I'm talking about what we see in the game. And this could also be a problem for him down the line. The ferocity that we see him run the ball with. He is not a quote-unquote dual threat quarterback, but last Mm -hmm. night we saw him lower his shoulder and actually try to take out a defender when he was running the ball. And you saw him kind of have that fire on the sidelines where you could tell he really wanted to win the game. He's a competitor. So I like what we're seeing from Will Levis, both the zip on his throws. You can tell he has probably a better arm than Ryan Tannehill at this juncture. Maybe Ryan Tannehill Mm -hmm. had the better arm you know, five years ago, but Will Levis certainly has some zip. 
when he gets it down the field. So I'm liking the passion that we're seeing. I'm liking the potential. We know the rookie mistakes are going to be there. And I think that's where people really need to be careful when evaluating some of this young talent in the NFL, especially the quarterback position, because they're going to have mistakes. They're not going to be perfect. The NFL is extremely tough. But as long as we are seeing some upside and some potential, I think you give him a full shot. And what have we seen? Six games from him? Hasn't been many. Yeah. I'll tell you my guy is. It's the host of that QL. Send it in. Let's get it. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Looking toward back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! And he's got a touchdown! Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. He is the co-host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East, but you can check him out weekdays here on the BetQL Network as host of Send It In at 1 o'clock in the East. PJ, good morning to you. Do you have a a guy in the NFL? I know you are uh, someone who went to Alabama, so... Is two of your guys, Jameer Gibbs, is it someone else? Who is one player that you just love watching in the National Football League? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, Lamar. I love Lamar. Ed Reed's my favorite of all time. Like, he's my favorite football player. I, I just, watching him play safety was uh, was the best. I love a good receiver, though. I have to say, like, I love Cooper Cup. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, just a smooth wide receiver who you know, kind of doesn't really get appreciated, I feel like, as much as they should, especially Amon Ra. Like, that dude, I feel like, has 100 yards receiving every game, and we don't really talk about it. So, you give me a good receiver. Um, I, you know, I've always liked Amari Cooper watching him play, so probably one of those guys. But Ed Reed Jenks, my, my favorite football player of all time. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Nice. Ooh. Well, DeAndre Hopkins made a catch last night that I literally got off of, off the the couch. I was like, oh, my God, he, did he just make that catch? I think that's the crazy thing about receivers. They make these circus catches that instantly you are reminded that they are like a different species than us. Like, I can barely catch <laughs> something when somebody throws like a wad of paper at me or my husband like tosses the remote to me. So you watch that and you're just completely in awe of the talent that we see in the National Football League. So now I'm looking at your card. I'm like, oh, the offensive talent that we see in the NFL, but I'm seeing the Steelers and the Colts. What's the read here? It can't be banking on these offenses, right? No, the the read, Chelsea, is that it's an absolute, it's the buy low spot on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love them this week. They're my favorite bet at plus three against the Colts. You have to trust Mike Tomlin in this spot, right? Pittsburgh was in a good spot. They were 7-4. and four. They had a nice win on the road in Cincinnati. Then they come home and they play a couple of two-win teams. They play the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburghs and the uh, New England Patriots. As we know, not only do they fail to cover both of those games, they lose both of those games outright. 
And now they got to go on the road with their backs against the wall. Minka Fitzpatrick made some comments that, you know, there are some guys on the team he doesn't feel like are putting in the work. They're just kind of showing up because they're the Steelers. They think they're going to get results. So I, I like a team in this spot like the Steelers, who's well coached. They've had a couple of terrible performances in a row. And now it, it's like gut check time, right? Your season's on the line. You can't afford to lose this game. You're battling in the wild card with Indianapolis. So we're getting plus three with the Steelers. They've dropped two straight at home. They're going on the road. Keep in mind, this game is on Saturday. We have three NFL games this week that are on Saturday. This is one of those. So the Colts have a short week going Sunday to Saturday. Steelers played Thursday. Uh, now play Saturday. So I, I just, I love the Steelers in this spot. I've seen it my whole life with Mike Tomlin. I know the games that people think that the Steelers are done and they don't really expect anything from them. That's when we get their best effort and we're going to get that on Saturday. So Steelers are going to win this game outright. But if you want to play it safe, I love, I like a plus three. Speaking of short weeks, the Packers will have one after playing last night and they are facing the Bucks this week. So where are you going here? Yeah, guys, the Giants were one of my favorite plays of the week. Like, you could just see that coming. I just talked about how it's a good time to buy low on the Steelers. Well, it was a perfect time to sell high on Green Bay. They had won three in a row. Their last two wins were against the Lions on Thanksgiving, Kansas City on Sunday night. Everybody was praising Jordan Love. And then they turned the ball over three times last night. He was very inaccurate. He missed a ton of throws. So now, after that loss, you bounce back. Matt LaFleur's first loss ever in December. You come home. But I like this, right? We're getting the Packers at home at Lambeau in December against a warm-weather team in Tampa Bay who's coming off a massive win in division against the Falcons. They're currently leading the NFC South. Like, great time right here to fade the Bucks off of a big win like that. Um, I like Green Bay, minus three and a half. I lay it at home with them. These are kind of things I always like to look for this time of the year, right? When are we getting the cold weather teams at home against these warm weather dome teams in December? And we're getting that this week with Green Bay and Tampa. So, uh, yeah, give me the Packers, lay the three and a half. Yeah, and definitely something to monitor if you're playing totals. This is the time of year where winter weather can certainly impact some of the scoring in these games. PJ, I've got to hand it to you. I don't think I have the stones to bet on the Falcons and the Panthers. <laughs> My God. But if I had a guess, I would say that you'd be willing to take the Panthers here because I know you're somebody who's always in the buy low spot. Are you buying low on the Panthers here? Or is oh, this too low of a price and a team you're not willing to buy in on? Chelsea, you know, a lot of people for Hanukkah, Christmas, they want nice, shiny things. I want the Carolina Panthers plus three, guys. That's what I want. I also I want the it. under. I also want the under <laughs> in this game at 35 because I think it's correlated. Look at what this line's telling us, right? Like, as we know, sports betting, it's you bet numbers and not teams. We have the Falcons who are six and seven. They're co-leading their division. They're playing the one and 12 Carolina Panthers, and they're only favored by three in this game so what that probably tells me is that the Panthers are the right side and they're going to keep it close and the Panthers have failed to score more than 18 points in their last seven games so if Carolina is going to be competitive if they're going to hang around it's probably going to be low scoring we're getting Desmond Ritter outside which we always like if we want to fade them so I'll take the under 35 I'll also probably lean towards that Panthers plus three the under is the play that I like the best at 35 but if you're making me pick the game, I would I would probably choose Carolina. They're still battling. They're playing hard. It's just 
you watch them play and look, there's a reason they won one game. I mean, they're just, they're not good. They don't score <laughs> touchdowns. They settle for field goals. They have a lot of turnovers. Like they're obviously not a good team, but uh, yeah, this is one of those lines this week that you just look at and you're like, man. And what did we see this week? Now that we get into December football, these teams that have everything to play for, like Atlanta, when they go up against teams that really don't, like Carolina, I mean, it's tough for them, right? We saw the Steelers lose to the Pats. The Packers lose to the Giants. We saw the Lions lose to the Bears. Texans lose to the Jets. Like, all Dolphins these teams lost? this time. Dolphins, exactly, Chelsea. So, this time of year, when you get teams like Atlanta, who on paper, it, should, it looks like they should roll. All the pressure is on them. And we know Carolina is still fighting because they got to figure out how to get Bryce going. So uh, love the under, and I'd take the Panthers plus three if I had to. We're talking with B.J. Glasser, the host of Send It In. You got to check it out each and every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. He's on Twitter at B.J. Glasser 9 or X, if you want to call it that. Okay, PJ, I'm heading out to Commander's Park later on this morning, and they are headed out west to take on the Rams. Just what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, Jakes, this this line's a bit interesting. I mean, under the seven, mm-hmm. I think the Rams are the play, right? That passing attack at home with Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua against probably the worst secondary in the NFL. Like, I, I don't know how the commanders slow them down. Washington's coming off of their bye week, and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing for them, right? Yeah. Like before it, they were really headed in the wrong direction. They lost by 30 to the Dolphins. They lost by 30 to Dallas. Like this is a team that that clearly kind of wants their season to be over. I, I don't know if we're going to get much fight from Washington. Sean McVay obviously used to coach for the Commanders, so you know if he has a chance to run it up, he's probably going to. I like the way LA's playing. They probably should have beaten the Ravens. Their offense is looking good right now, so give me the, uh, give me the Rams minus six and a half. All right, looking at the spread in this Niners and Cardinals game, it's the biggest spread of the week. The Niners lying 13 and a half on the road in a divisional matchup. But I suppose you could make the case for the most dominant team in football, laying a big number here. Which way are you going here? Look, it's tough to bet against San Francisco right now with with the way they're winning. They win just about every game by double digits. So I understand for people that if you want to lay the number, but like you said, divisional game. And I know Arizona is three and ten, but if they had Kyler Murray, they wouldn't be three and ten. They'd be a much better team. I just think it's too many points. Plus, it's got to be a tough spot for San Francisco, right? Their schedule these last couple weeks, Seattle. Philadelphia revenge game, Seattle again. And then how about next week, guys? They have Baltimore on Christmas Day. So probably a little bit of a look ahead for the Niners, a nice little sandwich spot to fade them. I just think it's too many points. So I like Arizona here, plus 13 and a half. I think the Niners win the game. I think they probably win it by 10. This feels like a 31-21 kind of game. Okay, PJ, you were talking about Ed Reed, your favorite player of all time. His Ravens, of course former player for the Ravens. I know that he doesn't play now before anyone says, you know, he retired. I'm, I know, I know. I'm just trying to transition, guys. Ravens, Jags, what's going to happen here? Uh, Jenks, I really like the Jags, plus the three and a half. There, there oh, are okay. 
There are spots in the in the NFL. There are venues where every team historically seems to struggle. And for the Ravens, that's Jacksonville. They just they never play well there ever. I'm trying to recount a time where I'm thinking like, when did the Ravens ever play well in Jacksonville? It's been a long, long time. They they just don't play well there. I just mentioned how the Niners might be looking ahead to the Ravens next week. Well. I'm sure the Ravens are probably looking ahead to the Niners as well. So I think maybe Baltimore can win this game, but certainly getting that hook with the three and a half. Um, Trevor Lawrence isn't healthy, as we know. He's dealing with that high ankle sprain, but he played pretty well last week against the Browns. Um, And that Ravens offense last week against the Rams looked really good as well. So I I would think the Jags are going to keep this game close. They've lost their last two. They desperately need a win here. Um, because look, that AFC South isn't wrapped up. The Texans and Colts are right there. So I, uh, I think the Ravens probably win, but it's going to be close. It's going to be like a two or three point game. So I like the Jags plus the points. He is the host of send it in weekdays at one o'clock in the East on the BetQL network. Also check him out on every single Sunday as co-host of Sunday bets. That is from 12 to four in the East. It is our friend PJ Glasser. PJ, we appreciate it, man. Good luck on your bets. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks so much. You bet. Mm, man, PJ always brings the early the early card. I don't have the confidence to do that, but that's why we bring him on this show, so I can wait until later on in the week and be a real dope about it. Coming up next year on the show, Chelsea makes her best bet of the day. I'm going to bet mine, so we're going to call it a two for Tuesday. And yes, the Donkster's coming along as well. It is the Daily Tip from BetQF presented by BetMGM. That is after the break. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Different BetQL presented by BetMGM. It is a Tuesday trying to grind through the week. I'm Michael Jenkins live in D.C. She's Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville, Tennessee. Chelsea, I saw you do a wonderful thing yesterday. I know that the Hendersonville area, that area in which you live, has had a lot of damage done by tornadoes which occurred over the weekend. And you put up a, a link to be able to donate if you are so inclined to do so. So that is a, a great thing. So I just wanted to say good on you for going out and supporting your community and the people in that community that you care about. You're a part of that as well, because we tend to, when something like that happens, we tend to sort of compartmentalize it and say, oh, it's not me. And then, and then when it happens to someone that you know, or someone that you work alongside, it tends to hit home a little more. And I think that's a great thing to put the word out. Well, because it was literally my town. Uh, You know, we have Mm -hmm. had storms hit Nashville before, and there's a bunch of like surrounding areas, but this is literally the city that I live in. So it felt like I had to do something, right? Um, But let me know if this is like selfish or not, because Mm -hmm. we do charity to help others but I donated, but I still feel like I need to do something like physical where I can see my help actually going to something. And this is why that 
I think I'm going to do the Army, uh, Salvation Army Angel Tree this year because you get to actually shop for kids. They give you like a little list and you shop for all the things. I don't know. And it just feels more fun for me being able to kind of see it in person, like what they actually want and know that a child is getting this. Like, is this selfish of me to want to do something like this for charity as opposed to, you know, sometimes you donate. You just click a button and then it's like, okay, well, I hope it helps. Like they oh both my help. gosh, I don't think that's, no, that's not selfish at all. It. Listen, anytime you do anything to help others, be it via just sending some money or donating your time, then you're aiding someone else. So I would never say that's selfish in the slightest because think of how many people out there who don't do anything, who just decide I'm not gonna worry about anything else. I'm not going to show any empathy, and I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm just saying anything right. that you do that benefits someone else, no matter what that what that action may be, is something that benefits everyone or benefits someone. So I think that's a great thing. I just think sometimes I get this feeling when I help people, you feel good about yourself. So sure. I'm trying to do that for myself, like for selfish reasons. And I guess if you do something nice, even if it's for selfish reasons, it's yes. still nice, right? Sure, absolutely. Like, I think the difference is when you do something and you can't wait to tell the world about it. You see that sometimes, right? Like somebody does something and the first thing they want to do is get on every social medium possible and tell everyone about what they've been doing. And look, you're still helping, so that's mm-hmm. a good thing. That so I I can't knock that. So I guess whatever the motivation is, as long as you're benefiting someone, that's a good thing. But it's always a little specious to me when someone says, and, and you're not doing this at all. I'm saying that there are people, you've seen this before, right? They do something and as soon as they do it, they can't wait to say, Look what I did, look what I did, look what I did. You know what I mean? I know. That's the tough part of social media, is that everything is posturing and everything is, you know, people think they're ulterior motives. But I will say when somebody posts a picture or a video of themselves doing some type of charity, I am reminded, hey, this is something you should be doing, you know, because I think most mm-hmm. of us are good people. It's just you get stuck in life and you're so busy in your own bubble that sometimes you forget that like, hey, if I have an extra, you know, 30 minutes a week, there's something I could be doing. So when people are posting, at least it signifies to your brain, hey, this is something I could be doing. Well, you know what? You're going to be doing it, so good on you. And if you're thinking about doing anything this time of year, any little thing always counts, no matter how big or small that thing may be. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Frank Schwab. You know him as someone who covers sports wagering for Yahoo Sports. He's going to join the crew to talk NFL. And if you missed our conversation with P.J. Glass or the host of BetQL, send it in. He's already locked in his early picks for week 15 in the National Football League. It's easy to hear that conversation. Just download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. Chelsea, it's time to hand out some winners. Time to place your bets. Oh, I did not see this one coming, Chelsea. Give the people a college basketball play. Well, hopefully this is not a donation to the sports books because God knows they don't need it. Uh, But play of the day for me is going to be in college hoops. I'm going to be taking Hofstra plus nine in the first half against Duke. Anytime you have a good mid-major in college basketball, 
I always think it is a solid lead to start with backing that team against some of the blue bloods in college hoops. We see this in the NCAA tournament all the time. Maybe you haven't heard of Hofstra, but they're a team that was really good in the CAA last year. They were the number one seed in the tournament in their CAA conference tournament, also finished the year 25 and 10. And this year, it looks like a very solid bunch to back as well. And I think the 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 numbers that I'm looking here that makes me want to back Hofstra is the fact that they are good at shooting the three, shooting almost 38% from the three-point line. That's good for 41st in the country. Also really good at making free throws. Number three in the nation, hitting free throws at a clip of 81%. Then you look at Duke. Yes, they're a great team, and nobody would be shocked if, you know, they – you know, had a great big home win here over Hofstra. But in the first half, in their last three games, they have not led a single game at halftime in each of their last uh, three games. If you take that game against Charlotte, a team that is not very good, out of that mix. In fact, one of the games that they were not leading at halftime was against the Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles. That team was up 35-31 to 31 <laughs> on Duke at home uh, in one of these games. So Duke is kind of prone to slow starts. You're getting nine points with a really good uh, mid-major team here. I will take Hofstra plus nine in the first half against Duke. All righty. I'm going to the ice. I just added an extra play. Let's just get it. Canucks money line minus 125 hosting the Lightning. I love the value on this play. Both of these teams have not been great lately. Each four and five in their past nine. But a couple of factors here. First of all, the Canucks have been so, so good at home this season. They've won 10 out of 14 games in Vancouver, one of my favorite cities on the planet. This is also a team with the highest scoring differential in the NHL. And they are seven and two straight up this season off of two days rest. That is the spot they are in tonight. Let's get a little money with the stake and puck. Canucks money line minus 125 at home. I should specify that our bets today, I didn't love the slate. So I am playing something, but, you know, Tuesdays are tough. Tough sledding. Until they get Tuesday night football, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to continue playing college hoops. Uh, maybe I will get better at it as the season progresses. Not, now it's time to ask the third member of our Best Bets crew what he thinks of our plays. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball, what do we think of the plays today? I'm going to start with mine. Hofstra plus nine in the first half over Duke. 8-Ball says, we need an answer. We need an answer. Concentrate and ask again. All right, I'm Ugh, concentrating. Gross. Most likely. Okay, so we had to... Kind of poke and prod him, but we got him most likely. All right, how about the Canucks on the money line? Uh, minus 125 over the Lightning tonight. Apol says, it is certain. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, eight ball. Maybe we won't replace you for Christmas. We are thinking about it, though. It's not a promise. If you want to check out the eight ball, Chelsea once again, flawlessly matching the eight ball, black on black, baby. Just go to twitch.tv slash betql. In fact, you can stream all of the content, the great content on the betql network. I think I'm getting scared here. Maybe I won't add another pick to my card. I'm doing it last minute. You ever do that where you add it last minute and then you're like, maybe I haven't thought Ooh. this through. So yes. I think maybe I'll just stay with my one bet. Do you want to add a lean? No, what's your lean? Is it a hockey bet? 
Yeah, I will lean. Let's see if this plays out. You know what? I'm not going to add it. I'll just do one bet here. I am leaning. Here's my handicap. I am leaning over six goals between the Leafs and the Rangers tonight in Madison Square Garden. Why? Because the Rangers average 3.33 goals per game. The Leafs average 3.27. Rangers have hit the over in four of their last six. The Leafs have hit the over in three of their last four. The Leafs will also be without their starting goalie, Joseph Wall, which means we should see more scoring as well. I would go over six. That's my lean if you want another hockey play, but I'm not going to play it officially because I don't want to sweat it. Let's find out what the Dockster's up to. It is your BetQL five-star best bet. You know it. If you want trends, analysis, video, insight my god whatever you need just download the betql app all right doxter oh look at this sitting straight up bright-eyed headphones on microphone in the right place okay here we go doxter where are you going dad I posted on social media yesterday, and in the comments, someone called me a jackass. <laughs> well, well, you are. You are, Donkster. That is, you think that's smack talk. That's the truth. But I'm a donkey. It's the same thing, Donkster. Please just give us your picks. Okay, Dad. Stick and puck. Red Wings at Blues under 6.5. Austin P at Southern Illinois minus 12.5. Okay, well, generally we say the hook, Doxter. I thought you knew that by now. Okay, those are the picks. Well, we're going to talk to Joe Ostrowski. And I always like when Joe comes on no. because I know we're Don't not having him today. Care. No, he's uh. not here. I'm saying I'm going to miss it because normally he comes on and just takes a pot shot at someone. Like maybe it's you, maybe it's Aaron. Joe comes in and just goes boom, low blow. And he's like, all right, see you guys later. But we don't get that today. I always like a nice little, you know, nice little shot right before the end of the show. Man, now I feel like I have to be mean on the spot, but I don't want to no. be. I wasn't no, ready no, for no. it. The meanness is turned it's a, off. Maybe tomorrow. We can save it for later. Everybody's going to be nice to everyone, even in the comments. But mm, probably not in not. the comments. Not in the comments. Hey, that's going to do it for us here on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. Be nice to her. I'm Michael Jenkins. Be nice to me. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow morning. Bye. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.